Welcome to the Ask a Swim Pro Show. My name is Ferris Savetti, co-founder and CEO of My Swim Pro. And today I have a super special guest on the show, Jason Lezak. How you doing? Hey, I'm good, thanks. So we are in a crazy time right now. It's 2020. We just learned that the Olympic Games have been moved to 2021, something that I'm assuming most people probably wouldn't think would be a reality. But now that it's here, you know, what what is your take on, on kind of what's happened in the last month as athletes start to recalibrate what they're looking to do in, in the next 16 months? Yeah, it's been real tough on those guys. I was trying to put myself in their shoes and obviously I've been through a lot of adversity in my career, but um, nothing exactly like this. So for me, um, you know, I felt pretty bad for them having to not know and a lot of them were scrambling trying to find pools and probably putting themselves at risk by doing so. So I think the best decision was made and now these athletes can have a little bit of peace of mind and uh, I know some of them still have access to training and some don't, but uh, mentally, I think that's the best thing uh, for these guys right now, and they can kind of recharge and get focused for next next year. They have a full year down to train and get ready. Mm-hmm. From a, from an age group perspective, right? So not everyone's training for the Olympics, but maybe their summer league meet might not happen. Their you know sectional state championships. I guess how do you stay motivated when you're supposed to sit at home and not do anything? Well, you can active, but no no swimming in the short term. Well, I have two kids actually that are uh, eight and 10 and they were um, getting ready to go swim the Junior Olympics and uh, the Junior Olympics got canceled days before it happened uh, a few weeks ago. So for them, it was hard and I was uh, trying to understand it. And even though they're, they're small, they focused the whole season for this meet. So whether you're little or whether you're trying to make the Olympics, I think it's a big deal for anybody, but really... Uh, as much as you can do, I'm trying to get my kids to be active out there and run around in the streets and uh, play some basketball. When I say that, they're safe. We're like a cul-de-sac. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else is out there playing, so they're away from the other kids. But, um, no, I'm just trying to um, keep them active, and I'm telling all the other kids on the team to try to do the same because once they get back into swimming, you'll get the feel for the water pretty soon. But, um, you know, sometimes it can take a little bit to get your endurance back. So anything you can do out of the water to stay fit, stay healthy – and, um, you know, get some strength is great. Mm-hmm. And so talk to me about it as like a parent in this time, because, you know, homeschooling is like what it what it is now. And, you know, you're trying to keep the kids active. I guess, how are you managing that? Oh, it's hard. Actually, I'm letting my wife do the schooling right now. So she's taking care of all that. And once they get done with school, I try to get out there and play with them when I can. And we go on uh, hikes together, uh, take the dogs for walks and um, it's you know we live in a pretty peaceful area. There's not a lot of people out, so we're real cautious about keeping our social distancing and everything like that, and uh, being as safe as possible. But you know my kids need activity; they need exercise. So as much of that they can get is great. Um, try to limit uh, electronics with the, with everybody. I think uh, you know the amount of time kids are spending at home right now. They're probably putting way too much time on that. So any extra reading and any extra activity, I think, is better than uh, the electronics. Super, totally. Yeah, you can only spend so much time on TikTok these days. <laughs> you need, need to read a book. Um, so let's do a throwback to the to the Olympic Games. And you're a four time Olympian, 2004, 08, 12. What what what's I guess maybe the difference between those, and what are some things that you reflect back on now if you've had a chance? Uh, what's that been like? 
Yeah, I mean, I had four completely different experiences. Uh, my first one in Sydney 2000, I was just excited to make the team. I was happy to be there. And uh, we didn't wind up winning the gold medal in the event that I was hoping we would. So for me, that was disappointing. But really, I, I took the experience in and enjoyed every little part of it that I could. And then 2004 comes along. I'm putting a little bit of more pressure on myself. I wasn't there just for a relay, but I had a couple individual races as well. I didn't perform the way I wanted to. Um, so that was a challenge and I probably didn't soak up the Olympics like I should have. I was, you know, just so focused on the performance side of it and uh, it didn't go the way I wanted it to. So, but that made me come back in 2008, you know, even hungrier and wanted to perform. So that's when I had my best performance. I came back and got an individual medal in the 100 free after making a big mistake four years prior. And then we won that gold medal on the relay, which we had lost at the previous two Olympics in six straight years at major international races. So, um, and then the finally on my last one, it was all about the experience as well. I was 36 years old. I was just trying to uh, enjoy it. I was team captain, trying to lead the younger swimmers, share with them advice and experience and anything I could do to help out. So for me, that was a, a great experience as well. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, when they look back at your career, I mean, it's amazing to have so much, so many accolades and then so many Olympic games. But a lot of people focus in on that 2008, you, you know, individual medal, you know, 47 and then the 4606 split on the relay. What was the, you know, what, what do you think made the biggest impact to have that all come together at that moment? Well, I mean, I had uh, four years of hunger and training for that yeah. event. And um, for me, it was, it was a lot going into it. You know, I wanted to redeem myself on in the individual race, and I also wanted to redeem myself on the relay and kind of bring the team together and show that Team USA could dominate this race like I grew up watching. So, um, you know, the individual race was great because, I, you know, at 32 years old, I actually came back after that relay feeling terrible. I didn't recover, and I had to swim that race three times after prelim semis and finals. So although I got the bronze medal, for me that was – just as great as an accomplishment because I had to dig down pretty deep to achieve that the way my body felt. Um, you know, I was pretty happy with that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, individual race was amazing. And then people talk about that relay as being potentially one of the greatest relay performances in all of Olympic history. Um, what, what, what was like the vibe, I guess, before? Because I know there's a lot of, you know, the U.S. has a lot of pride in that relay. And then to, to leading up to it and then after winning, I guess, what was the dynamic in, in energy? Well, I mean, beforehand, we were excited, we were pumped. I mean, I was kind of looking around at my teammates, and I could see the focus, and I could see the, um, that something special was going to happen. Um, we had a small talk. I was team captain. I kind of led something there, and um, I felt like we were together. And the difference was on some of these other relays, we had four guys that were fast, and but we never came together and wanted it and gave it that little extra effort for each other and for the country. So in this, in this time, I saw it. I knew it was going to happen. And regardless if we were going to come out first, second, third, I knew that we were going to perform up and beyond what people thought. Mm -hmm. and what's it What's it like being a part of um, Team USA at that level? I mean, you were on a relay with Michael Phelps. I mean, a lot of characters on all of these teams. But you know, the U.S. swim team is is, our, is the best swim team in the world. What's that like? I mean, it's pretty spectacular. I mean, when I was younger, being on my first national team, you know, sitting there and seeing some of these people who are everyone won gold medals or they had world records, uh, there's just tradition. And uh, as a younger swimmer, you want to be as good or better than those swimmers on your team. So as much as you're pushing to be better, we also have great chemistry and there's also usually a, 
pretty good team bonding and, and Team USA gets along great, which is why we're out there supporting each other. And when we do that, we swim even better. So I think that's the history of Team USA is being able to have the strongest country in the pool, but also the strongest country out of the pool, which is why we perform so well. Mm-hmm. And so if we fast forward a little bit, you know, you, you've uh, since retired, but you're still active in the space. Uh, you know, we've got the ISL, International Swim League, your GM, Kelly Condors. For, for people who are not familiar yet with the ISL, what's, the, what's that like? International Swim League is uh, something I wish was around when I was competing because um, I had so much fun with it last year. I mean, we had uh, eight professional teams last year. I was the general manager, one of them. Um, four of them made it to the finals. Cali Condors, we wound up in third place, which was great. But the excitement of every meet is different than anything else. It's a two-hour compact show where you got race after race. Every race is a final. You got lights. You got music. You got excitement. Um, I know the athletes loved it, and uh, they, they said they want to come back, and they're all ready to do it again next year. And uh, so for me, some, something when I when I was around, if this was there, I probably wouldn't even swam till I was 40. So, uh, you know, I could have kept doing that 50 maybe. And they have a skins race, which is really exciting because that's an elimination series of 50s. And um, they got re- a lot of relays and mixed relays. So, you know, it's, it, it's a format. It was short course that – people enjoyed and uh, the swimmers loved it, the fans loved it and you know people that weren't even there were just talking about it all, all over social media. Yeah, for sure. I think social media has definitely allowed something like that to amplify a little bit faster. I was at the final in Las Vegas and I will say, I mean, having been to like some of these like world championships and stuff, it's, it's a lot of fast swimmers that are all there. It's like the who's who of swimming is at this competition and then you have like a light show and like all this crazy stuff happening. What do you think it means for the sport of swimming, like moving forward? So, like, like you said, it didn't exist when you were swimming, and now it's it's a thing. There's other different ways the sport's being professionalized. Where do you see the sport going in the next, you know, five ten years? Well, I think it's great because I was lucky enough to swim the thirty six. I was uh, able to get some sponsors and uh, different things. I did some appearances to keep swimming as a professional. A lot of people have to retire young because they can't keep doing that. So this is going to give them that opportunity to keep going and uh, you know, maybe reach their full potential later on when they might not have ever reached that. And I think another thing is you're gonna get people loving to watch swimming that never watched it before. And maybe these people were um, you know, just Olympic fans and now they're fans of swimming because of the excitement. Anybody could go to this event and have fun. It's like going to a baseball game. If you're not a baseball fan, you still enjoy going to a baseball game. And I think the same thing you can say for this, people that don't really love swimming or know much about swimming can go to this event, have fun, and want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, for all the swim nerds that are watching this, so let's talk about your team, Cali Condors. So what were some of the highlights, um, you know, athletes or performances, whether it was at the finals or in the season, that you can kind of touch on that you, that you really think people would get excited about? I mean, obviously, we had a lot of superstars on our team, and they performed uh, amazing. Um, I think one of the great things is our women's team was so dominant, we never lost the medley relay the whole season, and uh, we we dominated that race. Um, Having Caleb, you know, he dominated the skins race, and I think probably one of the most impressive things was watching the skins, and not only is he able to win the first one, but he's able to do the third one almost as fast as the first one when some of these other people are two seconds slower. So um, 
you know, ha- having that skins is a lot of fun. And next year, uh, it's going to spice it up a little bit. So you guys going to have to wait and see what that's all about. But, um, you know, add, add a little bit more excitement to that. And I think, uh, you know, people are going to enjoy seeing something different, but still the same level and the same type of competition. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Dressel, so he's uh, you know one of the superstars on your team, and he swims you know some of the events that you used to swim. I guess what's it like seeing someone like him, whether it's short course yards or meters, like put down some of the times in any event? Actually, like what's that been like from your perspective? Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, watching that on a consistent basis, and he did break the world record at the at the final in Vegas. But even in the other ones, he was swimming really, really fast. And uh, you know, to see some of the things that I, you know, I wish I would have been a little bit better at, like the underwaters and uh, things like that. So watching him do it, and you know, when he when he's doing it against the best in the world, and he's still coming up a quarter body length, a half a body length against everybody else, you just realize how amazing and how dominant that really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, final question here: Where do you see um, yourself in the in the sport of swimming? You know, you're you're working with ISL. I know you've done clinics and speaking appearances. You know, do you, do we expect to see more Jason Lezak in those capacities, or maybe some other things we don't know about yet? Yeah, no, I'm still doing clinics. Uh, unfortunately, because of what's going on right now, I had a bunch of clinics canceled, and I'm not not out there doing it right now. But um, you know, I really enjoyed that. I like giving back to the. the the kids and um you know i was coaching a little bit with my my son's team and helping them and for me it's fun to share all the knowledge that i have with the younger generation and be able to see them grow and and improve from that and it's really rewarding when you know i go somewhere and i see a kid that i saw five six seven eight years ago and they they come to me and say wow it was really inspirational when you did that clinic and you know now i'm going to be swimming at this college or, or whatever it is so to me um that's really made me continue to do that and with the ISL, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, we're recruiting our team right now, and uh, the team's looking really strong once again. So picked up some new ones that uh, you guys will hear about soon, but also have a lot of returning. So I think uh, our team's going to be there competing for the finals and for the title. Awesome. Well, Jason, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your insights and those throwbacks to the Olympics and everything that's going on in the sport. Uh, four-time Olympian, Jason Lezak. Thanks again. All right. Thanks a lot for having me.